How often does your name come up when someone is looking to hire someone that does what you do? How well known are you in your profession and in the broader industry? In this episode, I want to talk about the interesting science of memory and neural pathways and how that relates to your networking as well as how often people think of your name. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Career. So this is issue 510, Do People Forget About You? So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you can read this. And uh, I recommend it for this episode because I did share some diagrams about uh, networking and neural pathways in a really cool video that shows how long-term memories are formed. So you can go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. This is Do People Forget About You? Issue 510. So have you ever wondered why do some people hear about opportunities before you do? So this could be an opportunity to get hired for a cool new role. This could be an opportunity to speak on a panel, anything. Are those folks really that much smarter than you? Are they liked more than you? And that's why they hear about those opportunities before you do. Or are they simply just better than you? Are they better at what they do? And before you get angry with me, let me say it's probably none of the above. When this happens, it's usually because more people know who they are. They know who that person is. More people see their work. They see how they think. And so more people think about them. More people are thinking about them more often. But why is that happening? Why are more people thinking of these other individuals more often? Well, the answer lies in a lesson about how memory works. The big, quote, neural network of your personal connections your professional connections behaves much like the smaller neural network in our brains. So two things are at work. One is long-term potentiation and two is the priming effect. People who are receiving more consideration and more opportunities are lighting up and frequently strengthening connections between nodes in their network. And when I say nodes in their network, I'm talking about the individuals in their network, the people they know, the people they are connected with. So I'm going to be nerdy for the next few minutes and remind you of the neuroscience that you probably learned in high school maybe even junior high. 
And the first thing I want to talk about is long-term potentiation. Long-term potentiation boost neural pathways in your brain to facilitate the transmission of signals and the creation of long-term memories. This is how you form long-term memories that could last for years or even for a lifetime. This occurs when more activity between neurons boost neurotransmitter production, increases receptor formation, so more receptors are showing up on the surface, and builds, because of all this, stronger synaptic connections. So that is a simplified explanation. So if you're a neuroscientist, don't come at me. Um, I did share a nice little YouTube video, and that's in the newsletter if you want to see how the whole process works. They have a pretty nice visualization of it. And it basically shows how this increase in neurotransmitter production creates biochemical changes that enable these stronger connections and the formation of long-term memories. So a low frequency event triggers a weak response. And they gave the example of cramming for a quiz. So you're going to pump a bunch of information into your head for this quiz. It's going to go into your short-term memory. And this is probably why you can remember times that you did pretty well on a quiz and then remember nothing about the information like two days later. So it did not transfer into your long-term memory. And the same thing happens with your connections. If you post something only once in a while on social media, for example, or on LinkedIn, and people see it very rarely because very few people see what you actually post in the feed, it triggers a weak response. So it may create a short-term memory for someone who saw it, but it's not going to result in a long-term memory. So for example, they'll briefly wonder, hey, I wonder what they've been up to and uh, think about you a little bit. But then they get busy with the rest of their day and they forget what you posted by the end of day or by tomorrow. And they may have forgotten to even think about you the next day. However, when high frequency events trigger a stronger response, it changes how the memory is formed. And this can happen when you consistently post content or reconnect with someone over Zoom. You have a Zoom chat with them. If you go out for coffee or if you have lunch together. So in other words, someone will remember you, what you do, and what you are seeking for a longer period of time. Several months later, they will think of you when a relevant opportunity presents itself, they'll be like, Oh, I know somebody that's looking for a job like that. And that's because you had some type of higher intensity, higher frequency events that created that longer term memory so they could remember you. So at the individual level, interacting more frequently and deeply with the people in your network can lead to stronger memories of you and what you're seeking or what you do. You are literally triggering changes in their brains. It's changing their memory of you. 
Now, what's kind of cool and exciting, if you're a little bit nerdy like me, is what then happens at a higher level across the broader network of people. So going beyond the brain of one person, you can now think of each person as essentially a neuron within a human web of connections that behaves like a neural network. And I think a lot of the algorithms that LinkedIn and social media use are basically using a lot of the same type of science. So you are more strongly connected to some people than others. That's natural. The intensity of that connection matters, of course. You have a deeper bond with your close friends and family than with your coworkers, for example, or at least I hope you do. The frequency of interaction affects the connections too. You will forge a stronger relationship with people you work with every day versus some old college roommate you haven't talked with in over 20 years. So I I created a little illustration of this that shows this network graph where you're at the center of it and there are a bunch of nodes around you And some are stronger connections, some are more important connections in your life, and some are weaker and more distant. The pathways between you and these individuals and these nodes is either darker and bigger and stronger or weaker, maybe even a dotted line because it's been so long, or maybe even non-existent. This is someone who's kind of in the periphery of your network that you haven't connected with, that no one's connected with but they might be a very valuable addition to your network if you bothered to make it happen. So I have an illustration of that. Stimulating activity in one person. You know, for example, mentioning that you're looking for a new job when you're having a coffee chat with a friend. Doing that can pass that information through their network to more nodes, to other people. So they're going to talk with their friends and their coworkers, and that information might be shared with them if it comes up. The more frequently people are thinking and talking about you, the more often your name will come up when exciting opportunities arise. For example, maybe Susan's telling Bob that she's struggling to find a great design manager for her team. Been looking, been interviewing, not really happy with who she's seeing. And Bob says, oh, really? I know a talented manager who might be looking for a role like that. I'll tell you what, let me send you their LinkedIn profile. Take a look and let me know what you think. I can make an introduction later if you like. That's exactly how it happens. That kind of stuff happens all the time. This is the networking I talk about. This is, these are the warm introductions that you dream of. The more you interact with people, the more powerful your network becomes. Relationships grow stronger and more valuable. More people light up in that web of connections, and those people have their own networks that now link to yours. So I drew uh, another illustration 
that basically shows that, right? It's showing the connections becoming darker and stronger, the dotted lines turning into solid lines, the circles filling in as you light up your graph and you're connecting with more people and their networks are activating too. So it's a very powerful phenomenon, but you have to intentionally make it happen. Conversely, when you let your network connections go stale, as happens all too often, people start to forget about you. It's not like they forget you entirely, but you don't come readily to mind. And I know this can happen when you're busy with work and life. Like I said, it's, it's natural. It happens to everyone. But it does have an undesirable impact on your career and your future potential. People with the most active networks that are always thinking about them are the ones who have the best career paths. It happens quite often that way. So I drew another illustration in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, it's basically just showing a network that's kind of not lighting up anymore. Everything's kind of turning gray. More solid lines are turning into dotted lines because time has passed. That's a pretty weak network. And when this happens, you will not be in the consideration set when someone is looking for someone to hire into their organization, for example. They're looking to hire a new designer or a new accountant or a new engineer or a new product manager and they're not going to think about you. Or if a person that they're uh, connected to is looking for someone to hire and they're like, hey, I'm trying to hire somebody for this position and unfortunately, if you're not lighting up your network, your name's not going to come up. If they're looking for a speaker for an event like a conference or uh, to speak on a panel. Maybe someone's looking for someone to partner with to help them with a workshop. Or if you have your own business or you're a consultant or an advisor, maybe they're seeking a service provider for a potential client. And this might be upsetting, but you can't really blame anyone. We're all busy with hectic lives at work and at home. You are, they are. We all are. If you haven't been doing anything to stay fresh and relevant in someone's mind, it's no wonder they remember someone else who has been keeping more active. And I know people get upset about this. I used to take it personally, but then I remembered people are busy. And I haven't been keeping active with this part of my network. And so it's no surprise they didn't think about me. It's not something you can take personally. They just have a lot of other people who are a lot more fresh in their mind that they're remembering. If you want people to think about you, periodically strengthen connections with folks in your existing network. Make a list of people that you want to reach out to every week, every month, and schedule a bit of time to make sure it happens. I've talked with folks about this where you can create your own little relationship management spreadsheet and track the people that are important to you. 
people that you want to reconnect with in your network and make a note of when the last time was. Because you may look at it and say, I haven't reconnected with that person for like two years. That, that happens. So just send an email, send a message and say, hey, you want to catch up over Zoom? I'd love to hear what you're up to. You don't have to schedule like incredible amount of time to do this. So just update it. Spend like a half hour once a week to kind of go through your list and say, oh, geez, I need to reconnect with these people. It's been a while. And then schedule a few Zooms or even send a message. And again, this should only take like maybe an hour of your time every week. You don't have to spend a ton of time doing this. But when you do, be authentic and make a genuine effort to reconnect. Be personal. Don't be that person who only reaches out when you need a favor. That happens all too often. It doesn't feel very good. So you don't want to lead with, hey, good buddy, how you doing? Um, I'm looking for a new job. Do you know anyone who's hiring? Happens to me all the time. Especially now that I'm a career coach. So I have people who reach out to me only when they need help. And sometimes I haven't talked to these people in 10 years or more. <laughs> and they only reach out to me when they need help. So it's, um, it's not the best way to rebuild relationships. You should do it more often. And you should do it just to be friendly with people. And you don't have to do it with everyone. Like I said, it's just with the people that you really enjoyed working with. People that have been a great influence in your life. People that you really feel thankful to. And that is one great way to strengthen your relationship with people is to express gratitude. And Thanksgiving is coming up. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. It's another day. To give thanks, to be grateful. And I know I've talked about this before. If you've been following me for a while, I talk about this at least once a year. <laughs> but how often do you actually do it? We all say we should express gratitude. We all said we should do this. But how often do you actually do it? And it's not that hard to do. You know, for example, you could let a past colleague know you were thinking about them. And that you remember how much you enjoyed working together at company ABC, right? It's like, hey, I was just thinking about you the other day. And I enjoyed our time together. It was fun. You were, you were a great colleague. You know, we had some good times. You could tell a coworker that you remember how much they helped you out with a specific project, you know, and that you still appreciate that and just say, Hey, you really, you really helped me get that done. And you stood up for me in that meeting. I appreciate that. I don't know if I ever told you, you could reconnect with an old boss who looked out for you. And we all have a lot of bosses and I think we all have a lot of bosses who weren't so good. <laughs> uh, I can think of a very small number of bosses that were pretty terrible. I can think of most of my bosses that were kind of so-so, you know. They weren't great. They weren't bad. There was a very small number that were really great. Really great. Took care of me, took care of the team, defended us. And it was... It was good. And I don't think very many people look back and say thank you. And it's easier to do once you are no longer reporting to them and you're not kissing up to an old boss, right? 
So you can message that person and say, hey, I don't think I ever thanked you for being such a great boss, for being a great mentor. You took care of us and I learned a lot from you. And I just wanted to say thanks. Because I, you don't do this when you're working for someone because that does seem a little off. But if years have passed and you really had a great boss, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and say, thanks. Thanks for being one of my great bosses. You could reach out to someone you met at a conference. Maybe you went, listened to their talk, and it made an impression on you. And people who give talks rarely hear from folks in the audience who enjoyed the talk or made an impression on them. And when they do, it means a lot. I know when I had people come up and talk to me or send me a message after, it meant the world to me because you feel like you gave this talk and you're like, did anybody even enjoy it? Was it useful? It's a, it's a great way to make an impression on somebody. And then you should be building new connections, new connections. So thoughts of you are transmitting more readily throughout a broader network. You know, I, I think I've talked about the power of weak ties before your close friends and your colleagues and people you work with every day probably have a lot of overlap with your network you're connected with the same people and it's only useful to an extent. So if you want to expand and meet new people and infuse new ideas and information, new opportunities, you have to seek out folks you don't see all the time. New people who are going to broaden your network. However, there is another factor at work when people think of someone's name when an opportunity comes up. Part of it is absolutely this network and remembering people, but there's something else at work too. It's almost as if people have been primed <laughs> to remember them. Okay, that was a little corny. Uh, I want to talk about the priming effect. So take a moment and visualize chopped carrots, fresh peas, diced potatoes, and cubed chicken, like really nice white meat chicken. Now I want you to fill in the blank letter in this word, S O blank P S O blank P. What is that blank letter? What word did you complete? You most likely came up with the word soup instead of soap. Unless you use a very strange kind of soap for your showers that I don't. Scientists have described this priming effect as a sort of rational bias where the mind interprets ambiguous new perceptual information in a way that is consistent with information it has recently perceived. So your mind is kind of making connections and filling in the blanks based on something you were already primed with. It's kind of like when you're shopping for a new car, a specific make and model. So if you're shopping for a red VW, that's what you really want to buy. All of a sudden you're seeing all the VWs on the road and you're really seeing the red cars on the road. It's a priming effect. You can use this psychological bias to your advantage. 
when you frequently prime others with your name, who you are, and what you know and do well, it can stimulate faster recall of you later when appropriate opportunities arise. And this happens all the time. People reach out and ask each other, who is the best mobile app designer you know? Who knows sales better than anyone else? You know, really good with sales strategy. Who should I talk to about the future of AI? Especially now. (laughs) Uh, Our marketing's not going so well. Who do you think could help us? Or I need help to find a new job. Do you know someone who can coach me? And that kind of strikes near and dear to me. For example, I have worked hard for the past seven years, over seven years now, to write hundreds and hundreds of articles and post thousands of times on social media across Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, you name it. I've done this to build awareness of my coaching. So now I've had people tell me they think of my name when someone says they need a career coach they need to find a job. And I get referrals that way all the time. And recently people are starting to think of me when they hear the term lifestyle business, because I've been talking about how an invincible solopreneur can build lifestyle business to support themselves and their family. Great. That has been quite intentional. I didn't accidentally create this priming effect between my name and coaching. I deliberately built it with a consistent habit of writing about careers, writing about job searches, interviewing, negotiation, leadership, and solopreneurship. And every week, I add more content to the internet to strengthen the word associations that I want. I record this podcast and publish it. I'm on other people's podcasts. And I'm doing this every single week. I've been doing it every week for like seven years. The more specific your niche is, the better your chances are for dominating it. You don't want to go super broad. For example, I don't even try to be known for general coaching or leadership or entrepreneurship. There are way, way too many players already in those spaces and People who have way bigger names than mine. Instead, I have focused on making a name around helping tech professionals create invincible careers. That's my thing. And like I said, I'm also building a name for helping, you know, mid to late career folks. People are kind of in the last part of their career, helping them design sustainable lifestyle businesses when they're feeling frustrated with their jobs and they're ready to quit. They're ready to escape the nine to five grind. So I want you to think about this. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? What do you actively do right now to strengthen that association with your name, whether it's your profession or the outcomes you create? What are you doing? How do you reinforce that priming effect every day, every week? All of these tools and services 
are at your disposal? How are you using them? And if you had to guess, how many people think of you that way? Is it a handful? Dozens? Hundreds? Thousands? How many people talk about you when those words come up in a conversation? You know, I recently just uh, interviewed a friend of mine from my other podcast. When people say, hey, I'm looking for somebody to sell my house, or I'm looking for a great real estate agent, in this county, his name comes up. And that's been very intentional. He's great at it, and he's been doing a ton of marketing. You can, and you should, intentionally invest time and energy in linking your identity your name, to the roles you desire, the kind of jobs you want to be hired for, to the skills you've mastered, things you're really good at doing, and the outcomes you want to be known for producing. How are you the person that makes this happen? And it's great if your inner circle appears and your coworkers and your manager or your last few managers all know about you and think highly of you. That's fantastic. But one day you will be back in the job market. You'll be looking for a new job because nobody stays in the same job for 40, 50 years now. <laughs> and you're going to want people to be seeking you out because you're known for what you do and you're known for what they need. And so when someone says they're looking for X, Y, Z, they're like, I know somebody and it's you, it's your name. Leverage that priming effect. So your name comes up in those conversations. By the way, if you are interested in expanding your professional network, you should check out my career community. You can go to invinciblecareer.com and I have a link to check it out in the header community. Go check it out. Learn more about it. It's a great way to expand your professional network. There's a ton of tech professionals in there. People from entry level all the way up to executive level. But there's also people from other professions and other career paths too. So just check it out. See what you think. Anyway, I hope this was useful and I hope it gives you some ideas about improving the long-term memory in your network how people are remembering your name and what you do and making sure your name comes up more often so that more opportunities start flowing your way. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.